0: I pray we would be a blessing to you today. Christ has saved us from our sins. Our we count up. With our Bibles open today to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter number 3, today we consider the Bible as one book with two testaments. First a word of prayer, and then we'll read 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 together. Father, I come now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm thankful that He is the second man, even the Lord from heaven and I give him the glory, and I bless his name for the grace of God that he brought down to man, and how he took our place upon the tree, taking our sins in his own body, and with his shed blood and his perfect life, he made the necessary atonement to remove our sins and to be the ransom for all. And then he rose again the third day that he might be lord both of the dead and of the living. I'm thankful for our Lord Jesus. Please help us now to be a blessing to all who listen, and in Jesus name I pray, amen, and amen. 2 Timothy 3:16 All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The scriptures are absolutely pertinent to the work of the minister. Would you hire a builder who would not bring a hammer to the job site? Would you hire a plumber who wouldn't bring his pipe wrench to work? Would you hire a mechanic who did not own a set of wrenches. No, you wouldn't. So we ought not listen to the preacher who never opens his Bible. So the Bible is one book with two testaments, sixty six books in all, thirty nine in the Old Testament, twenty seven in the New. It is a book which has a progressive and a divine revelation. It unfolds the divine plan of redemption as provided by God the Father procured by God the Son, and then presented by God the Holy Spirit in the sacred writings. This is the book of all books. There is no other book like the Word of God. The Bible begins with the creation of all things in the book of Genesis, and it ends with the consummation of all things in the book of the Revelation. Holy Writ begins in a garden and it concludes in a city. The Word of the Lord is pointing all men everywhere to Jesus Christ from its beginning page to its last page. And Jesus Christ our Lord is the sum and substance of divine revelation. That which is presented of Christ historically in the New Testament was first presented of him prophetically. In the Old Testament, Christ is promised in all of the Old Testament, and we see Him in type and in shadow. Christ is present in all of the New Testament, and we see Him in truth and in substance. We see the life and ministry of our Lord Jesus presented in the Gospels. We see the Gospel of Christ proclaimed in the Acts. We see the truth of Jesus preached in the epistles, and then the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ is preeminent in the revelation. Truly, the overall message of Scripture is that Christ, the Messiah, would come, and His name is Jesus, and He meets the deepest needs of man and fulfills all of the Father's will in the redemption of mankind. Man, the sinner, and I quote, needs someone who will redemptively represent him. He needs someone who will reveal God to him. And he needs someone who, with authority and effect, will rule over him. In other words, man needs a priest, a prophet, and a king. A priest to represent him before God. A prophet to reveal God to him and a king to take control of and to rule in and over the whole kingdom of this life. In vain will man find such an one among his fallen fellows, but in Christ the need is supplied in every respect. W. Graham Scroggie God's answer to man's cry is found in our Lord Jesus Christ. The cry of man rings throughout the Old Testament. The need is someone to reveal God to man. The office was the prophet. The type was Moses. The need someone to represent man to God. The office was the priest. The type was Aaron. But then the need of someone to rule. The office of king. The type of David. And the answer of God rings throughout the New Testament. The office of prophet, priest, and king all meet in our Lord Jesus Christ. In the Gospels, we see him to be the prophet. In the Acts and the Epistles, we see him to be the priest. And in the Revelation, we see him to be the king. All of the writings of Scripture are divided into two main groups which are called both the Old and the New Testaments, they are vitally related to one another, and each reveals the progress of divine revelation. The Old Covenant deals mostly with the law, and the New with grace, and the one leads into the other. The New is in the Old contained, and the Old is the New explained. The Old commences what the New completes. The Old Testament gathers around Sinai. The New Testament gathers around Calvary. The Old is associated with Moses, and the New with Christ. John 1.17, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Without the New Covenant, the Old is a start that has no finish and without the old, the new is a finish that has no start. These covenants are related to one another as were the cherubim on the mercy seat facing and answering one to the other. We find then the Old Testament, 39 books. Seventeen would be historical, giving the first five, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy to the Pentateuch, And then the next 12, from Joshua to Esther, in the historical section. But then they move from there to the book of Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. These are didactical, or books of instruction, books of poetry, books of wisdom. And then you find the 17 prophetical books, five major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, and Daniel. And then what we call the 12 minor prophets, not minor in their message, but minor in their length, beginning there with Hosea and ending with Malachi. The New Testament contains 27 books, five, again, here we would call historical, and then 21 didactical or instruction books, the five historical are the four gospels Matthew Mark Luke and John and then including the history of the early church and the advance of the gospel in the book of acts 21 epistles 14 i believe belong to paul Romans first and second corinthians galatians ephesians philippians colossians first and second thessalonians first and second timothy titus philemon and hebrews and then seven general epistles, James, first and second Peter, first, second, and third John, and Jude. And then the final book is that of the Apocalypse, the prophetical book of the Revelation. Let me give you three indispensable rules when studying your Bible. When the plain number one, when the plain sense of Scripture makes common sense, seek no other sense. Number two, context is very important and must always be considered. Context, context, context. Number three, take all scripture in its normal, grammatical, historical, and literal interpretation except when the context indicates otherwise. A true Bible believer is a Bible literalist. This is not a book of fairy tales. It is not an allegory meant to be interpreted allegorically. Yes, there are spiritual truths. This is a spiritual book coming from God, and we must worship Him in spirit and in truth. But God meant what He said, and He said what He meant, and He means for you to take it literally unless the context indicates otherwise. And then let me add, Paul would say in 1 Corinthians 10 and around verse 32 or so, give none offense neither to the Jew nor to the Greek nor to the church of God. And many people today make the mistake and they misinterpret the scriptures because they fail to distinguish between Jew, Gentile, and the church of God. So would you pray with us? And would you find the book of Genesis this week? And would you begin to read through that book? I challenge you, if you've never read through your Bible, you need to do so this year. We're halfway through the year, and you can still do it halfway through. If you start now and you read, oh, let's say at least 10 chapters a day, I'm sure you could get through it. I know you could get through it in 119 days. And I challenge you, If you've never read your Bible from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, there's no better time to start than right now. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmark. Cooley at gmail and finally brethren pray for us.